Welcome. You are listening to Looking for Love and More, and I'm your host, Dr. Lori Buckley, and I'm here with... Go ahead. Mark Phelan. Make my day. Hello there. He's just, he's going to, know you cannot do the Clint Eastwood the whole episode. show. He cannot stop. My homage to you do Clint. You do Clint, I'm going to do Marilyn, and, and people that are going to tune out. That sounds to me, baby. are going to listen. Go ahead. We have important things to talk about here. So today, it's a really cool show. We're going to be talking about what not to do. So if you have not heard our what not to say show, you definitely want to check it out. This is what not to do. But before we get started, there is an article that I saw online today, and it comes from the Daily Star Sunday. I believe that is a British newspaper. And I thought this was a really interesting topic. And the title here is, or what they're talking about in this particular survey that they took, which is the top 20 dating turnoffs. Mark, what would you say your top dating turnoff is? The top dating turnoff for me would be rude. Yes. Rude, rude. If someone's short-tempered, if they're rude to service personnel, yes. of which I have been a member of that illustrious career for 10,000 years, if I find someone is indifferent, rude, or a little callous, short with someone... Mm-hmm who's just doing their job, I immediately think, what are they going to do to me if we date for a little while? If this is a total stranger. It shows no their character. For, exactly. shows their character. If they're rude, if they're negative, if they're complaining. Twat with a capital T. No, I hate that too. If they're complaining like, oh, I hate this place, oh or God. look at oh this, or look at that. Shut up. It's yeah. a Friday night at 730. The only place you're going to go that doesn't have a wait is going to be the drive through at McDonald's. And that may have a little couple of minutes as well. No, it's a total turnoff for me too. And I'm trying to look at this list here. And believe it or not, there is nothing in... Oh, no, there is. Number 11, being rude to waiters. Indeed. Number Quite. 11. The Brits seem to have got that one right. Yeah, no, you know. I love the Brits. Love those Brits. But They're guess what the it. number one dating turnoff is? Uh, scratching your ass. Well, you're close. You're very close. Body odor. What is that spunky smell? (laughs) I mean, can you imagine? Yeah, that would be that would be a turnoff. You know, the thing that's really interesting, and I don't know if you can relate to this, but I know I can. The way someone smells, and there have been studies that have shown that there's some scientific proof that or evolutionary purpose of people's smell that's aromatherapy the theory of what it does it stimulates the senses it also can make the senses go batshit going yikes it might not be even a bad smell but there's something chemically if somebody just doesn't smell Mm -hmm. right to you you have to like the way someone smells they don't smell right because they are ripe well, that's a whole other story. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a bad thing. Uh, it's interesting. A lot of hygiene things are on this list. Bad breath. Well, that's always funky. I mean, that's a bad thing. But then again, if you're sitting there over guacamole and chips and salsa, you can't really complain there's a little garlic and onion, but you want to do it mutual. Yeah, that's true. You both understand it. Although uh, I'm usually mindful about what I eat if mm-hmm. I'm planning on kissing somebody. Exactly. As I walk down the street, I'm mindful of what I eat just in case I want to slap one on somebody. <laughs> you never know. So I have to carry a pack full of Altoids. It's, well, not a bad idea. Another thing, speaking of eating, is eating disgustingly. Oh, yes. Right. That has been a quintessential thing. As again, because of my illustrious career in, in hospitality, you witness how people, when you approach a table, you try to 
parse your time so you can ask in between a bite or in between a conversation, how is everything? And you get, it's okay, it's okay. And you think, how can this person sit across from the table from this person? And they continue to have a conversation with a full mouth going like a, uh, a horse at a trough. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's or they just have no amazing. manners whatsoever. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a turnoff. Talking about exes too much, that would be one. Dirty fingernails. So these There's are... really no excuse for that one, unless you're a mechanic. And I understand that. Well... Here's an yeah. interesting one. Chick. Number 15, smelly feet. Now, what do you do with smelling someone's feet on well, a date? Now, I know that happens only for the fact that space. I grew up in Florida, and I still remember going to college. Is walking all the way to campus, coming back. You sit down. You're going to do homework or something. You get a little whiff because your feet are a little odiferous because it's uh, perspiration. But <laughs> if you're aware, it's yeah. so easy to take care of. You say, Let me go to the bathroom real quick. Three seconds later, you could wash your feet. I mean, if you really wanted to. Again, it's what you want, right? When you're going on a date and we're talking about what not to do in today's show, you know, you don't want to avoid or neglect, I should say, your your appearance, exactly. your hygiene, all of those things. It's kind of like you're selling yourself. Yeah, absolutely. First impression. mentally, emotionally, spiritually, the whole thing. But the visual, you want to obviously look your best. Again, if I knock on the door, I've made a date with someone, even if it's online or whatever, and they come to the door like in sweats, the hair pulled back. Did you just come from the gym? Do you want me to come back in an hour? No, no, I'm ready to go. It's like, really? Yeah, you want you want people to put in <sighs> effort. Yeah, there's the key word. Effort means you don't really give Make a shit. Make an effort, yes. You really don't give a shit. You're telling me right off the bat, there's not going to be any physical activity. You also don't want to look like you try too hard, right? Like if you're a girl... You probably, or a woman, I should say, don't want to wear a ton of makeup or look like you spent hours doing your hair. I mean, that's just me. I don't know. How do you feel as a guy? Well, I try to present myself looking. I don't, I'm not going to go buy a brand new freaking suit, but at least Maybe a new I will shirt. take a shower. I'll take the shower. <laughs> I'll wash the fingernails. I'll brush the teeth. I'll and clip on, your fingernails too. Very important. I will put on clean clothes, preferably that match. And just present it so it looks like, okay, well, he's made an effort, the key word again. Yeah. And they made a perfect example. If I'm going to pick someone up in my car, guess what's going to happen that day? Your I car is finally going to get washed. Car. It's exactly. finally going to get clean. Yeah. Again, you pull up and it's a dirty car. It's like, wait a minute. Okay, you have a car washed three blocks away. Would it have taken only 20 minutes? Really? Again, you just feel, ah, I've just lost interest once again. Now, I've done it a few times where I've been made a first date and meeting someone, which is a great way to do it anyway. I think it's a better way to it go. It takes the pressure yeah. off. Another thing not to do if you're meeting someone for the first time, especially if you're a woman, but I think if you're a man too, you don't want to tell somebody where you live and have them pick you up. You do want to meet in a neutral mm-hmm. place. It's just common sense. Exactly. It's safe. And I do think it's important to be safe. Let's move on and let's talk about what not to do in bed. Boy, we've already made the leap. I guess we passed the first few <laughs> Yeah, things, so we've gone out on our dates. We've already it's turned out well. You paid attention to our advice. It's and time for now you get lucky. And you are in the bedroom. What do you not want to do? Get on my knees and thank God. <laughs> thank you, God. I've been praying for years. Yeah, probably. probably Maybe I should not do that in the bathroom, idea. away from the girl. 
You don't want to compare your partner, whether you're a man or a woman, to a previous partner. Oh, yeah. You don't want to walk and say, shh. Well, that's girlfriend had bigger tits than you do. And you know what? Even if you don't say it out loud, you don't want to even do that. No body language. I mean, but even to think it, mm-hmm. right? And you're thinking and comparing. You're not in the moment, and you're not going to have a really great experience. You now, it could work the other way where you're thinking, oh, man, this girl's or this guy is so much hotter than my last one. But you know what? It's really important to really focus on being in the moment. The other thing that you don't want to do is rush the whole experience. Oh, especially if it's been a while. You want to relish every moment. Well, even if it hasn't been a while. Even if you, if, even if you want to basically slow the whole world down so that five or ten seconds is going to be an hour and a half. You want to have a good time. Now, look, if you've been in a relationship for a very long time or you're living together or you're married and you have sex on a, we'll say, a more frequent basis... Nothing wrong with having a quickie. Sure. That, I think, can be a welcome change. Exactly. You know, You don't want to have to, every time you have sex, to have it be a big, drawn-out ordeal. But the first time that you're with someone, yeah, you want to take your time. Well, we also, you said, what not to do in the bedroom. I would say, what not to do when you start getting amorous. Yes. Because if you're on the couch, and you know, okay, it's been a couple of dates, a couple of little kisses, and all of a sudden, you lean in, any way you wish your move is... You move in, you start a little kiss, and then a longer kiss. You don't want to just go for it as a guy, start grabbing and unbuckling things and trying to go for the gold immediately. Take the time. And what you said, which I think is a really good point, don't wait until you get into the bedroom. You can start much earlier in the evening. I remember going into an elevator with a woman, and I was thinking, hey, you know what? When I get in the car, I'll probably have to lean over and give her a kiss. I was in the elevator, and that thought was in my mind. And she kind of reached over and put her hand on Miss Big Ed. <laughs> yes, went, we have to say Big Ed as opposed to Mr. Ed. Yeah. Yes, thank yes. you for that well, distinction. They, they have something in common. <laughs> but I'm Anyway. Oh, my God. Both could be interpreted uh, as an equine kind of a attitude. <laughs> if you catch my drift, over here. But the bottom line, it's a good thing we're on radio. No one line. really knows, so you get to you get to put That's it out right. there, so to speak, any right way now, that you want. Yes. Right now, I'm not wearing any pants. <laughs> but the key thing is, I, before it entered my mind, I was just going to start kissing her. All of a sudden, she leaned it and just kind of okay, game on. Guess where my hand went? Okay, right to the bosom, and started this heavy makeout. And as the door opened back up again. I mean, I think another five seconds we were on the floor of it. It just it was on her. She decided, let's go for it. And you were not complaining. And I went right where I said You didn't hate her. And I said, Could we uh, put this off for a couple of months? I'd like to get to know you better. You did What do you know? <laughs> Can I meet your parents? <laughs> yeah, that all about four split not even a second of, Well, okay, I'm gonna I was surprised though. It caught me off guard. Look, it, it happens. But it was but awesome. I'm going to try to say this without sounding judgy because I'm really not. Look, at the, okay, the, Judy. Tr- the truth is, no, you get to make any decision you want. You can have sex with whoever you want. You can have sex with as many people as you want. You get to make those what choices. What fantasy land am I living in right now? But I... I can do that? I really? actually, my opinion, believe that you should not have sex on a first date. Now, if you're looking just to hook up and have a good time, again, that's your mm-hmm. choice. 
But if you're looking for a relationship, you know, an important, significant no, I relationship. I agree with this. Get to know the person. Absolutely. I mean, Absolutely. It, you really can't go wrong. But if somebody does reach over and grab Big Ed, you yeah, really like to get somebody to Somebody goes around and grabs your penis. Yeah, you might not have the strength to say, hey, can you please stop? There's not a chance in hell. Or no, do you need to? Of course not. Right, that's their choice. But if it's a very first date, I mean, yeah. let's just be honest here. From a male perspective, and I think this is mm-hmm. a really great question, if I must say so myself, if you're on a very first date and you have dinner and you get in the car and the woman is immediately going for your penis and you have a good time, you end up having great sex, do you think it's going to influence your decision whether you are going to go out with her again or get into a serious relationship with her? Yes, it would. In what way? In the fact that I would figure, okay, she's fun, but she's a whore. Uh, or, well, there you go. So exactly. isn't that interesting? Now, it's I don't true. know if all men would say that, but that's that's kind of how I would feel. If, if it's the, it, yeah. And that, and that uh, definitely can influence the whole concept of going, if she's that easy with She's me, doing it with you. Yeah, okay, let's She's doing it. it with others. I mean, I got to give her the credit that uh, I'm Maybe quite you're irresistible. Exactly. There's what I'm going it for. It could be that that's you're just so irresistible the that she couldn't help herself. The pheromones exuding <laughs> from every corpuscle in my body just as overwhelmed her. I can understand the poor girl. She didn't have a chance. <laughs> it's but yeah. Who could fault her? The bottom line is I immediately will think she's a loose goose. She's going to be doing it again. Now, I may go out a few times and see what I just have for fun. But I'm not going to be thinking long term. Right, because she's doing it with you. She's probably doing it with exactly. others. Yeah. And, exactly. and you know, it's, it's a bit of a turnoff, I think. Yeah. Right? Now, At again. At first, it's going to be the lust is going to kick in. But after two or three, it's like, mm, you know what? It's not exciting anymore. And I'm, now I can't get to the next right. level of emotions. Exactly. That I like the lust to wear off into powerful emotion yeah. is much so, more exciting. So women, you heard it here. Now, that's obviously right. this is just one opinion, but I do believe that that's true. So if you are looking for a significant relationship and you want somebody who's going to take you seriously, and I do think goods. also have better sex, mm-hmm. get comfortable with somebody, get to know them, have them get to know you. It's not uncommon for people, men or women, to get a little nervous that first time. Yeah. So if you can... We'll say up your odds of having a more pleasurable experience, even if it doesn't go fantastically sure. well, which sometimes it doesn't the first time. You know, you are going to have another chance. I and had a first take date with the, with the woman where everything was going great, and we went back to her house. She was uh, deciding she wanted to meet Big Ed, and <laughs> and she That's said, "That's his penis." Friend, for those of you who don't know, <laughs> he doesn't like that word. Uh, and she, as she was literally introducing herself, she said, a friend of mine told me I shouldn't do this on the first date. And I said, what does she know? It's like, I didn't want her to stop. <laughs> right. I wasn't going to have a conversation now. Well, no. I mean, you know, so, you're not an idiot. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, but you may not, again, well, you didn't have a, yeah, we'll say, it, significant it, relationship it Probably the, the idea that it can obviously influence now, there's the, the slam-bam thank you, ma'ams, on both sides. The girls just want to get in, get out. Guys want to get in, get out. That's, That's different. Fine. If you're yeah, just looking for a quick hookup. Exactly. Although I still think you're going to have a better experience oh, if you by far. know someone a little bit. I'm mm-hmm. not saying you have to be in love. You don't have to be married. You don't have to you know, see them for months. I would say just be somewhat discerning about who you, you go to bed with. You definitely do not want to be, and any guy can relate to this, 
When a man is unencumbered with the company of a woman or, or fellow man, whatever you're into, the split second the act is over. If you're by yourself, okay, what's on TV now? Well, get something out of the fridge, get something to eat. You're gone. Your brain is just turned off. Oh, yeah. You okay, do not want to be, yeah. be with that person after They're, you come. Exactly. That's it's exactly like my point. It is all of a sudden, all that lust, it doesn't just fade away and, oh, this is great. Let's bask. Ooh, let's cuddle all that. Yeah. It is like, it's like it is over. How like a quickly can I get out that door? Right. And there's the real definition. Because if that happens, you're doomed. Yeah. It's a bad situation. Another thing not to do. Do not have sex with somebody who does not require you to wear a condom or who isn't going to wear a condom. Because if they're not wearing a condom with you or talking about STDs or any of that, I mean, which is, I'm, you know, that's another reason not to have sex with somebody right away. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't want to have sex with them exactly. because guess what? They're not asking whoever else they're having sex with to wear a condom or are they wearing a and condom. And they're not worried about catching something because they already got it. They, they may already have it. They may not care. But they are certainly not discerning about who they're sleeping with or concerned about that. And, I mean, I just it's, can't even imagine. Yeah, there's a stanky and there's skanky. And, and it also tells you what their level of self-care and self-esteem is. Yeah. In this day and age, it's it's a foolish thing to do. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. These are things to think about. Yeah. Now, let's talk about when you're actually naked and you're in the act. Something not to do. I'm going to say something not to do if you're a guy or a girl with a girl is to try to get your woman to have an orgasm. When you are working hard and trying to get her to come. And your mouth is so numb. You can't barely, your tongue, I can't talk anymore. Hey, you come yet? <laughs> can I take a break? It's, it's exhausting. And she's feeling that pressure because she knows, she can tell. You're not necessarily in the moment. You're in doing mode rather than being mode. It is not going to be enjoyable or as enjoyable for either one of you. And then as a guy, the last thing you want to hear is it's, it, it, it's okay. It's okay. The tap on the head. Exactly. The You're, done. You're done. It's the tap. It's the, it's not you. It's me. All those things you do not want to hear. Yeah. Because then you can't help but, uh, shit. You so could be totally confident and feel like everything's great. It's going to put a, such a damper on the evening. It's like, I failed. Right. Exactly. It's so really then, what it comes down to is not to be goal focused, right. whether you're trying to Which come you, or you, not come. If you or, do score, you're happy. It's okay if you yell, goal. <laughs> Another thing not to do, fake an orgasm. Now, men do it too. I know men do it too because they've told me, my clients course <laughs> how, how does a guy fake an orgasm i mean it's easy unless if you're using a kind of great because you can play you're just pulling enough oh my god oh, it's, it's two well, pounds heavy <laughs> right but or but i mean i mean look it's not necessarily that women are going to do an investigation but men do it and they do it for the same reason that women do it yeah, they don't want to hurt their partner's feelings. They're really just done. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, sometimes it happens. You just right. can't get into it or you're distracted or you're tired. You just want to be done. Right. Yeah, and you don't want to offend now, your partner. Wouldn't that be a great time? We've always talked about the favorite word of communication. Where if you, When you have a good relationship, you could say, you know what, honey? 
I'm just not into it tonight, but I'm happy to give you anything you want. Absolutely. Then it takes the pressure off. Then you go for it and say, because any night you could feel the same way and we can work that. But I'm happy to, you had a hard day. Let me see if I can lessen the load for you. It's going to all be on me. Just relax and enjoy the ride. It's a wonderful thing. And the reality is a majority of women do not orgasm 100% of the time. There might be a few, but that is not the norm. And not even all men orgasm 100% of the time. Certainly as you get older, that happens more often or less often, however you want to look at it. So yeah, there's no reason to to pretend anything, to to be doing and trying and you know all of those things. Those are things that you really don't want to do because it really negatively impacts the experience and it's not as pleasurable as it can be. Yes, so you also don't want to reference exes, but you also don't want to say, say for instance, I've made the joke that I've had before of the the viper tongue, and I could say that, and, and if a woman says, I don't like it, don't make a reference, but every girl I've been with loves that. Right. Then you exactly. put yourself, first of all, you're discounting her feelings and, and reactions. Exactly. Or how come you're, you're not coming? All my other, exactly. all I, my other girlfriends I come. I love it. Every other chick loves that. It's like, okay, you know what? They're all sluts and I'm not interested anymore. Goodbye. Right. Or how come you can't get an erection? Every other man I've been with has gotten an erection. Seven or eight. <laughs> You right. Know, that's the old, I know it happens to men on occasion. If a woman's smart, she's going to know that. There are some women who don't. It's not a personal thing. Sometimes big guys is just in a deep sleep. Sometimes, look, at, sometimes we're tired. Sometimes we drink too much. Uh, sometimes we're nervous. It's really not uncommon for, again, men to be nervous. Women, too. It just doesn't show up as much. And to have the anxiety get the best of them. I mean, these are things that can definitely have an impact. Do you ever discuss length of or of yeah length of orgasm yeah two hours no length of foreplay just let it happen yeah there's no there's no recipe here right, right? I would say that a average typical woman takes about twenty to forty minutes to get aroused so again that varies there's always exceptions but Can generally I, uh, speaking go outside and have a beer while you do but, <laughs> well, uh, warm up is happening certainly that is a, an option right just hand her the vibrator and say hey, call me when you're ready but i wouldn't I'll recommend doing that minutes. that's probably in the not to do category <laughs> yeah but here's the thing we can have so much pleasure and excitement and eroticism when we are not focusing on intercourse so, you know, the whole word foreplay, I mean, I've talked about this a lot and it's problematic because it is kind of, okay, we're, we're goal focused, right? We got to get to the intercourse. We got to get to the orgasm. So we're going to do the foreplay so we can get aroused. The foreplay is to get a man erect or to get a woman wet. When the reality is... Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why it's called five well, play. Well, I mean, that's how a lot of people think of it. Mm-hmm. But instead, if we can just enjoy being with one another and exploring each other and making out and dry humping and oral sex and fondling and caressing and teasing. Yes, please. <laughs> right? Without intercourse, that could be a whole evening all by itself. It can happen before, it can happen during, it can happen after. And instead of actual intercourse. And I'm going to tell you, you do that more often and your intercourse will be much more enjoyable. Speaking of intercourse, my two cats are, uh, they're at it over there. They, <laughs> they just love the sound of Dr. Buckley's voice. <laughs> oh, that's another thing not to do. Do not have your pets in the bedroom. Oh, unless you're going to use them. 
No, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we're going to get some letters about that one. No, PETA. (laughs) No, PETA. We love our animals. But we don't love them. That's right. Yes, exactly. Can you think of anything else not to do? Uh, Try not to eat. Nobody (laughs) likes crumbs in the bed. I don't know. I do love eating in bed, though. No, no, I'm joking. Another thing not to do is to have disagreements or serious discussions in the bedroom. The bedroom should be a sacred place, a sexy place. So there are a lot of people, including you know some sex therapists, who will say, don't have a TV in the bedroom. Don't have books yeah, or your computer in the bedroom. Yeah, yeah I love my TV in the bedroom. Exactly. So <laughs> you want to be mindful to, of it. I think I've mentioned this. It can, be, it can be fun watching a movie together. Of course. That's half the fun. Of in bed. And you're right there, especially post-coital. It's a great way to continue the bonding. Or pre. Exactly. But I, I think I've shared this before, and I, I still vividly remember, as you just said, don't bring up bullshit. The nice young lady was in the process of foreplay with Big Ed. And I, for some reason, brought up the fact that they left the, the TV on or they didn't lock the door. Some nonsensical little stupid thing. And the look on the face was like, really? That's what's going to happen? I went... What's the problem? And it literally, the hand that was caressing Big Ed <laughs> left Big Ed and said, see ya. And within two seconds, was getting dressed and walking out the door. Timing is everything. And I felt like such an idiot. Right, right. Yes, yes. And it was a nonsensical statement anyway. I don't even remember what it was. Maybe she didn't put enough gas in the car. Something dumb. But it re- I mean, it really is important. Yeah. You want to keep the bedroom... A sacred, sexy place. So it's okay to have disagreements and to have important discussions. Do it somewhere else. Mm -hmm. And the kids, speaking of, kids in the bedroom. If you're having kids while you're having sex in the bedroom, not a good idea. But there are people who have, you know, family beds and they, you know, they allow their kids when they can't sleep, they come and they just come in and they plop on their bed. I'm not here to tell you how to parent or how to raise your kids. I am. Don't do it. But I will say it does negatively impact your sex life. Yeah, on a Saturday morning, everybody's awake. They pile in, ha-ha, let's watch cartoons. So that's, that's different. Fine. Yeah. But it's an evening. You're thinking Bedtime. of getting amorous, and all of a sudden the kid comes in. The kid doesn't take precedence. The kid gets to go back to their bedroom, and that's that. Right, teaching them that that's their space. When my son was little, uh, he, he never came into my bedroom. I was always going to his. So if he was having nightmares or he couldn't sleep, I would go hang out in his bedroom with him to comfort him or read to him or whatever that might be. But he was not allowed to come into mm-hmm. my bed. Now, again, I'm not telling the listeners, like, you can't have your kid in your bedroom. What I am saying is if you want to keep your romance and your eroticism in your marriage, a good idea to create those boundaries for your kids. And if your kids are a little bit older, put a lock on the door. Mm-hmm. It's important. So these are things that seem like common sense, but maybe not so much. There's and, nothing more uncommon. And than ultimately, you know, we like to usually talk about the things to do rather than not to do. But I find that talking about what not to do, some people can relate to that a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Think, oh yeah, I do that, or my partner's doing that. And if you are doing that, stop. Mm -hmm. And if your partner's doing that, it's time to have a conversation. And ultimately, it is about having 
freedom and space and being able to just be you and to communicate effectively, to have pleasurable sex, to have successful dating, to find the love of your life. All of those things that we want. someone that will worship your body the way you worship. The way you worship yours, if you do. But again, there's the two sides of it. There are the things that are getting in your way of you having what it is you want, whether it is a happy, healthy relationship or a passionate, exciting sex life. And then there are the things that you need to be doing that you're not. Both of those sides are really important. Have you ever had couples come in and just... They start saying, these are our problems. And you're thinking to yourself, you call that a problem? Really? This is a problem for you? Because they're so inconsequential. And it's basically masking or hiding something that's more significant. Well, yeah. There are, there, look, if it's a problem for them, it's a problem. It right. may not be what the problem appears to be. Right. But there is a problem. So if it's something that is bothering them or something that is getting in the way of their happiness or their love, we have to talk about it. And most of the time there's other issues. It goes deeper than what it appears to be. Uh, So again, we want to look at all of those things, things that we're doing and our partner's doing that is getting in the way, things that we want to stop doing, things that we want our partner to stop doing. And sometimes we need to talk about that with them and the things that we can do. So listeners, I just want you to think about the things that you're doing that are getting in the way of your happiness, whether it's relational or sexual, could even be professional. We need to look at those things and replace it with things that you could be doing differently. So that's what we're going to leave you with today. It's been a pleasure. Of course. It's been a pleasure seeing you, Mark. And listeners, we will be back soon. Everyone, take care. Bye, everyone.